This is JFM Podcast. We gave advice to the Fulani on the basis of all the things that have been happening. Um, everyone in Nigeria knows in the last few days a lot of Fulani um, people have been harassed, uh, threatened, and attacked. Initially in the western part of the country, now also in the eastern part of the country. Um, even as we speak, some, it's quite possible some Fulani communities are either hiding or running away from uh, individuals and communities that have taken the law into their hands and decided that they, they don't want to see the Fulani anywhere in Nigeria. People, Nigerians living lawfully, um, pursuing a living like every other Nigerian, but suddenly demonized and criminalized, and everybody is saying we don't want to see Fulani. We don't. Fulani must live. Fulani must live. And now, um, so the first uh, step we took is to uh, take our time not to raise tension by speaking out. We confirmed that there are Fulani people. There are millions and millions of Fulani people living lawfully, legally. They are not bandits. They are not kidnappers. They are not breaking any law. And there is no reason why anybody should demonize them and harass them. Secondly, we established that they are being innocent people are being attacked just for being Fulani. That is wrong. It's unacceptable. We also established that a lot of them in Oyo, in Ondo State, uh, in some parts of the East, uh, in the last two days, a lot of Fulani have been threatened and attacked. A lot of cattle have been killed. So we advise the Fulani to seek protection from state agents, from communities, from decent Nigerians who believe that uh, you shouldn't just kill, attack, or harass another Nigerian for his ethnic group. Um, And then we advise the government, unless there are grounds to suspect that any Nigerian, whether he's Fulani or Joe or Igbo or whatever, unless there are grounds to suspect that they have committed a crime, no one, no one has a right to harass them, to intimidate them, to kill them, to, uh, to burn down their assets. It's wrong, it's dangerous, and it is not something the Nigerian state should tolerate. Because there are Nigerians all over this country who are living at the mercy of communities, who tolerate them, who welcome them, and who do not accuse them of being part of crimes. And what is happening to Fulani in, in, in southern parts of the country is unacceptable. We also said, I'm sure you, you're going to get to that, if the Nigerian state, the federal government, the states, the communities, if they're not going to protect Fulani, sit, honest Fulani people who are not bandits, who are not kidnappers, people who have lived in communities for 40, 50 years, who everybody knows, and they're not going to be protected against thugs and hoodlums, people who just want to harass them, then we'll tell them to come back to the north. And we will challenge the northern governors to find space for lawful Fulani people to, find, to make a living. Good morning to you and thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. Welcome to your favorite morning radio current affairs program, Let's Talk. I am your host, Zoe Machunga. And I'm your co-host, Morani Keji Oloni Lua. Good morning. As it is, the business of the media is to uh, mold opinion. And this morning, we're trying to find out what is going on, still pondering on the insecurity situation in the country. Uh, we have seen reactions all over. You just heard uh, the sound bites of uh, the, the speaker 
Elder Spokesperson Northern Elders Forum Baba Ahmed and his reactions and also we've seen reactions in other quarters coming here from uh, pondering on the insecurity situation. The Northern Elders Forum NEF has, big, has again asked President Buhari to act swiftly to put things under control saying that the country was being set on fire under his watch and the spokesman that we've just heard from Dr. Kim Baba Ahmed in a Twitter post on Saturday night said Nigerians living in any part of the country must be protected. He has also said that there would be no attack on southerners living in the north as a response to, to the alleged attack on northerners in the south. He took it further by saying that attacking innocent southerners living in the north would not be the right thing to do and that we should demand that Nigerians, wherever they are, must be protected. President and governors do something and now uh, they're setting this country on fire under you. All right. Thank you so much for that. And this morning we have with us in the studio uh, to shed more light, Comrade Salis Mohammed Abdul Salam, the CEO face of Peace Global Displaced Women and Children Foundation, convener Movement for the Rights of the Almagiri Child. Thank you so much for being with us this morning, Comrade. We haven't seen you this year. Happy yeah, New Year. My pleasure. How is the epileptic weather? How was Valentine's celebration? I don't know if you're into that. And how is COVID-19? Well, there was love in the air for a difference. Mm, for a that's difference, right? right. Yeah, there's so and much I see your so, face so, mask as well. That's good. Yeah, so much hate in the society. So mm. Valentine was a good distraction. Oh, true story indeed. Mm. Okay, we are seeing reactions concerning insecurity. The Northern Elders Forum have been reacting to issues of insecurity. The Northern Elders also to Buhari, Nigeria, uh, on on fire under you. And uh, so uh, it's, it's good. I mean, interesting. A lot of these reactions have trailed the issue of insecurity also in the southwest of Nigeria and uh, to all of this now we also heard uh, the statements here of the spokesperson Northern Elders Forums Baba Ahmed how he reacted to these statements and what he said I mean concerning law-abiding Fulani communities he said I advise to seek protection where it is available on the basis of what has been happening some are, are hiding and running away Nigerians living lawfully are suddenly demonized and criminalized uh, are there Fulanis living lawfully legally and not breaking any laws are there innocent people being attacked just for being Fulani and is this acceptable I mean they are threatened they are attacked they are harassed uh, cattle are killed so Baba Ahmed advised the Fulani to seek protection from state agents from uh, communities from decent Nigerians who believe different uh, what is your view on this and at the same time also uh, we are seeing our lawmakers are uh, calling on governors, calling off, um, on influencers to come out and intervene on this issue. And it is for this reason also we are concerned on this end here uh, on the plateau as well, looking for solutions because these problems are not new to us here either. And uh, solutions must come out after the lamentations. But let's hear your view concerning uh, what Baba Ahmed said. Well, I, um, I think... Uh, the problem, the basic problem we encounter all the time is not being proactive. Mm. We always uh, take up issues, you know, after it has happened. So it is reactive. We need to go back to what exactly are the causes of such um, problems. Number one, um, why, why wasn't it there before? 
uh, if you look at the southwest, the Fulanis have lived in that same forest for uh, some Fulanis I heard and I saw on TV speak the Yoruba language. I the think Sarah they don't have lived in Igogon for 40 years. Yeah, so I, some of them do not even have a home in the north any longer, mm. you know. So, um, first and foremost, what are what exactly are they doing there? They are there because of the cattle. You know, because of the green pasture. So, um, if they if if they are no longer tolerated there, basically you look at evolution in life. You know, so today maybe a quest for 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 economic relevance, and then these people also need their spaces now. The Fulanis will need to respect that. You know, but now going further, I think there is an immediate need. You know, for us to nip this problem, and then the only way to do it is to advocate for permanent solutions. Mm. And then part of this permanent solution will have to be ranching. Mm. You know, uh, we have moved away from this. It's a global village now. We view the, the world as a global village. It is not possible to continue this nomadic lifestyle of pasturing. There is need for spaces to be created, you know, to add value. The advantages are just overwhelming. So the ranching should be it. Living in the forest and then adding no value, you know, to the cows, adding no value to their lives. There are the, 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 the components, you know, making up this problem to become so huge are very many. You have to look at the the aspect of the Fulanese, you have to look at the aspects of, you know, the ethnic nationalities, where these Fulanese reside. You have to look at the aspect of the government. You have to look at the aspects, you know, of our attitude, you know. And then um, government, yes, because of the kind of politics we, we practice in the country, we do not have the attitude for the kind of democracy that we copied. You know, so you have this issue of uh, the largest people get from government if the winner takes all. So one ethnic group finds themselves or find themselves in position of authority. You know, their entire clan, you know, uh, takes all the benefits, mm -hmm. you know. So all of these two multiplier effects. But we must, we must and we must look at permanent solutions, you know, that will last long. This whole idea of nomadic lifestyle, you know, should be discouraged at this point. Now, uh, ethnic profiling, like he did mention, uh, uh, the blame should not only be on uh, uh, the, the ethnic nationalities, we should look at what exactly has been our contribution, you know. Uh, social media influencers are guilty. Uh, some, some, some level of um, uh, uh, the media, you know, are also guilty because the screaming headlines you get, like I heard somebody complaining somewhere yesterday that Amnesty International, for instance, tweeted about 15 times, mm. you know, just yesterday on what is happening on in Lakey, you know, at mm. Tollgate. But not one mention of 
the 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 the, the kind of uh, problems you know the northerners are experiencing in the southwest so automatically somebody now starts feeling tomorrow you know the international community is 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 putting pressure on nigeria based on the the responses of amnesty international you know and then we have bigger problems you know, so the media too is not helping. The, the screaming headlines sometimes. The way you present a problem is the way people will react. Will react to the problem. You know, today, um, moving forward, I think the state governors and the not, you know, should learn to be proactive. Okay, mm-hmm. visits were made. I was just going to say. I mean, let's look at what's going on in the southwest, and we would say how much awareness the southwestern governors are making concerning this. But as opposed to the same thing happening in the north and our governor's not speaking out enough you know yeah when we talk about the 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 armed um herders the first victims are northerners but how much did we you know lend our voice to scream as loud as they're screaming now in the southwest let let me let me tell you something as somebody who has uh, practical experience in the field you know Mm. uh we did we, walking in the northeast, for instance, we did run into uh, uh, insurgents, you know. In one experience, we discovered that at that point in time, we now realize this farmer header thing, you know, is practically, practically a creation of the media. A herder is a farmer. Hmm. Yeah. Because they are all engaged in the agricultural Agriculture, business, yeah. yes, you know. So why do you hammer so much on 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 the negative aspect, the divisive aspect? Mm. If a farmer, a herder is a farmer, mm. you understand? It's animal husbandry. Why do you keep insisting there is a difference? Because when we were growing up, the, the, it was complementary. The the herder will be invited to come and eat the chaff, mm. you know, that has been removed from the the the, the, the after I mean, harvest. yeah after harvest. And and then he deposits, you know, his, his yeah, did for manure. Yeah, for manure, and, and then he moves on. So, so should we be blaming the media you understand? for misreporting matters like this? They are not misreporting. Mm-hmm. They are highlighting the negative. Mm. Okay, and they're not so now coming back to mm. this uh, uh, issue with uh, I mentioned earlier on. Mm. You find out that when today you look at the harder, sometimes you do not realize that the harder is a I mean, experiences double casualty. Number one, the rustler will come, kill the harder, and rustle the 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 the, 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 the cattle. Then you now have the locals around there attacking, you know. That local harder there for misdemeanor of the, the rustler and the insurgent. Insurgents now, bandits now use cows as their their means of uh, of, of, of of income. When they rustle, they sell transborder trade, you know. And then you find that some people come from. Uh, let me not even mention locations in the country, you know. And they call it in Hausa, you know, Chinikingoro. Mm. You will find women. They have come. To as near as Rion Barikinladi here to come and just purchase rustled cows, you know, and then say Chinikingoro here, we mean they just look at the entire 
cattles in a trailer and say, okay, every one of them, 40,000, 40,000 naira or 50,000, and then they pay for the entire thing, and then it's moved southwards. You know, so we're, we're all guilty in some way or the other. So you find that this droppel tragedy for the header, you know, mm. prompted the header to start protecting, you know, himself. Mm. It's not justifiable for the header to leave his stick and then go for an AK-47. AK but these are the things. And then when they rustle these cows, mm. that is what really amplified, you know, this farmer head, I think. They don't, they don't take prisoners. You hear here in Rioma and the rest where a woman, a child is killed on the farm. It's because when the insurgent moves those cows, mm. they eat, you know, they don't respect the, what we call labi in, 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 in full, full, that's the, the, the cow roots. They don't respect it. They trampled on, on farmed lands. They eat harvested crops. You understand? And then anybody who tries to stop them, you know, they kill the person. Those, that is basically the attitude of an insurgent, you know? Mm. But at, as at that time, you just assume that mm. a harder is on transit. No, that is not harder. Mm. That's an insurgent. Mm. That's a rustler, you know? And then the, 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 the innocent Fulani man that you've lived with for 40, 50 years comes back and takes your brunt because your farmland has been trampled on, your harvested crops have been eaten. That that particular incident was actually done by the rustler, All right. by the insurgent. Let's... So we don't have clear understanding of these things, you know, and then we now bring it back, you know, conveniently to ethnic profiling, you mm. understand? And then make people like me an endangered species. Mm. Well, do some Fulanis uh, not represent threats and are some not involved in criminal activities? And that is or was the not not the first uh, of its victim. But again, the idea that uh, Fulani represents threat. And when you say uh, Fulani, people just generally panic now is uh, becoming a problem. How dangerous an ideology is this to criminalize an entire ethnic group? And is this the first time that we're seeing this done? We'll answer this question and more. But let's hear from Ghani Adams here and what he had to say uh, concerning what is going on still in the Southwest and security issues concerning the farmers and the herders. Uh, we have been seriously infiltrated and we read, we trace the hand of conquest from some Fulani headsmen. Because majorly we have some Fulani that have been living with us peacefully for the past hundred years. We have about two or three generations of Fulani people living with us peacefully. But uh, for the past seven years, we now witness strange things from the Fulani tribe in Yoruba land. The one that is living peacefully will not give us intelligent report about the criminal activities of the people that came in, that come in to the different community in Yoruba land. And, uh, you know, they have discouraged Yoruba people from farming now. And uh, if care is not taken within one year, there will be a famine in Yoruba land. Thank you so much for staying with us. You just heard the voice of Ghani Adams, the IRA on Akakan for Yoruba land. And uh, let's get on now with the 
conversation and uh, we were asking the question um, I'll let you respond first of all to what Ghani Adam said but then uh, we, we still asked the question before we left and we say with the idea now that uh, Fulani is represented threat and when you see Fulani people generally panic now when you see uh, someone I mean there's a profiling of course you know how they look you know uh, they move around with the cows features, yeah. the features and even I as I stand here I cannot say that these days um, sometimes I don't ask myself you know like ah, do you be friendly do you not be friendly right. you know how are you sure you know how do you identify because we have not been given any form of identification that is how do you identify who is who now I mean you get what I mean so um, how dangerous still is this ideology to criminalize an entire ethnic group and is this the first time we're seeing something like this being done it is, it is very dangerous very 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 dangerous you know ethnic profiling you can see now um, by extension other northerners are beginning to feel the brunt mm -hmm. that is that is the dangerous aspect of it because you have people who have so amplified negativity that you you now coin a language and say Hausa Fulani now if the Fulani man was actually um, been looked at you know as a threat now it has been extended to non Fulanis because of their their, their northern uh, uh, background mm. look at what happened in Sasha in uh, in in, in uh, Oyo state now if you do not look at such things and know how dangerous it is ethnic what ethnic profiling can do such negative happenstances are beginning to direct can we use our Germany yes and the, the Jews yeah, because even if, if what happened, even in Rwanda, it's all ethnic profiling. Mm. You know, you just pick up one ethnic group. Now, you see, some people have taken it overboard by trying to say there is an agenda for the Fulanese to colonize the country and the rest. Mm. Let us get these facts very straight. How many are they numerically? How many Fulanese do you have in Nigeria? In every community you go to in Nigeria, the Fulani man is the minority. In every community, you can count them. They don't live in the metropolis. They live in the bushes. Mm. They live in the, in the interior just because of the pasture. So when you now, you know, negatively try to make people feel as if these people want to conquer the whole country, you know, that is, you, you are highlighting the negative of it. If you go, you've had Fulanese you know, in places like uh, 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 Barrick and Ladi Riom, let's take Plateau State, for instance. In the last hundred years, which Fulani man has actually come out to say, I want to be the chairman or the councillor of these places? They're not interested in these things. They don't, they hardly use anything government. The only thing they need from government is vaccine. They don't use the electricity. They don't use the roads. They don't use anything. So we highlight so much, you know, negativity. So ethnic profiling, for instance, mm. is what, it, you know, we must curb and curb it immediately because by extension, other tribes, you know, from the north will start experiencing hostility. And then, God forbid, anybody takes it upon himself now to react out here, mm. you know, you will see, you know, uh, how, how dangerous it is. Who's responsible? Responsibility then is it to you know differentiate between this element of criminality when it comes to this ethnic group and the real cattle businessmen? Yes, you see, now that is why we talk about the ranching. Because it is expected that when you move into a ranch, you cannot come with AK-47 
the security in a ranch is provided by the state. Yes, you understand. So now you can now tell it's because they are few in number. That is why it's easy for you to 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 actually identify them with that form of criminality. So if a fuller, if a, if a herder is in the ranch, mm. it doesn't matter his tribe. It is expected that anybody outside carrying out any form of criminality is dealt with as a criminal. But because the herder is outside, mm. you know, and then you know, look at okay, where where do this where do they take these criminals to? The 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 the, the basic relationship of. Um, Banditry, uh, uh, kidnapping, and the rest, the basic relationship with that criminal activity and the Fulani, it's because it is related directly, you know, to the interior. So it is the Fulani man that knows those, those, those bushes very well. It's the Fulani man that lives in there very conveniently. Yes, so it is easy for you to move. But if has you. Has he been unable to identify the criminal elements within the group? Now that's where I, I believe now, most people. Let me let me problems whereby let me reveal we know a that secret. Fulan is for for many people generally look alike when it comes yes. to you know uh, our neighboring countries here, and for that reason, it's easy for them to just walk in. We know how porous our borders are, and so many people have felt like this rests on the Fulani communities themselves to be able to fish them out because I mean there have been many it brings it brings from it, arms infiltration all the way from Libya to um, um, uh, foreigners invading us, but this foreigners perhaps have some things in common with us now now let me let me let me clear you where you don't where you don't have clear understanding of how some of these things operate okay look there is no kidnapping gang that has one sole ethnic group mm. a to z definitely mm. You understand? And if you don't know it, let me tell you today, sometimes they even have four different sections. Mm. I can tell you clearly that kidnapping was not start and is not wholly practiced by one ethnic group. No, no, no. We're not even saying that. But it is all. it is very That's easy. Yeah, it is very of the of the on, kidnapping started on in the, the south. Manned areas, uh, especially here in let's the even, let's, starting with Kogi let's, State, the, how they were using that forest for a long time. Yes. Uh-huh. Now the, the the forest we have in on those states mm. you know that was so much in the news lately that forest has been there for god knows how many years and this same fulani people have been there why wasn't where why why was why 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 wasn't that location you know identified with such um, criminal activities only recently you understand now from the beginning of this discourse i said we must look at the fulani side mm. they have a challenge amongst themselves mm-hmm. the first and um, the first major challenge they have is lack of education Hmm. you understand illiteracy amongst them is a very very big problem so you find that they, it is they, even the, the 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 channels and processes to bring their problems out is difficult for them hmm. what is the representation they have in the social media and so on and so forth now uh, a couple of a uh, couple of months back I, I, I facilitated a program with all the arrows in, in Plateau at Lamont here, you know, courtesy of uh, humanitarian dialogue. And they clearly told us they, they experienced two basic problems. One, the judiciary and the security. When they bring out the criminal elements amongst them, these people come back to hunt them in just less than three months. They, yeah, they come back to the society. So you find that the judiciary also has a role to play. You know, when you say there is a fine 
for possession of firearms. Mm -hmm. And that law, you know, is a law that was enacted maybe uh, uh, 1964, 1966, 1970, where there is a fine. And then you might find the fine might just be 10,000 naira equivalent of today. That criminal comes back. You understand? Where uh, the, the police will now prosecute you in a court that does not have jurisdiction to, to entertain. It's just so they, they, they did mention all these things as their challenges. You understand? And that's one. Number two, the lack of education. Most of their youths now do not fancy, you know, herding. They, 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 they have tasted uh, uh, money, you know, they know the power, there's so much power in, in handling the guns, you know. So some of them have sold off their, their, their inheritance, that is the cows, you know. So and then they've used those monies to buy uh, AK-47, mm. big phones, you know, cars and the rest, you know. But they are always willing to bring back what the full animal does not part with easily is his cow. Mm. But he can part with even members of his family as long as it is going to affect his relationship with his cow. Mm. You know? So yes, but sadly that is that is that is that, that is how they are wired. That's how their genetics the been so. seen as wealth as a means to feed myself, a means to take care of my family. In fact, it even goes beyond bread. that. It goes beyond that. Okay. It's, it, for them, it's a way of life. You know, just even just the joy he derives in mm. just looking at them is even more than... They, they don't multiply that many, you know. It's the, the ones that decide to now say, uh, live in the metropolis that actually go ahead and have two, three wives. Most times you find out that he has just one, two kids, you know. You can, you can see a herd of, of hundred and then you just find one header mm. you understand they, they, they cherish the the the, 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 the the cattle more than even any other relationship now so you see it, you, you know it brings you back to 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 the the, the, the security brings you back to uh, the judiciary so mm. they, they, they they actually gave all of this as their their, their weaknesses mm. then the education aspect is they even pleaded that we should bring our intervention to their locations mm. so that the younger ones why do you think they have a problem of underage herding is mm. because they, they can only control their kids that are 11 12 13 14 you know those that are 20 and the rest have left okay, their control so share you know? with you perhaps why they have maybe refused or not understood why they should ranch yeah you see ranching is 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 not how you see it you understand yes it's how they see it yes how they see it so how do they see it they see it is the availability of the grass mm. you understand so a farmer is the person that benefits more from ranching than even the herder. How so? If if you take the cow dung and they give you their produce? No, 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 no. no? When you when you have a ranch, mm. a farmer must farm the grass. A ranch is just not a space. It's the availability of grass. The grass. Yes. Yeah. You understand? So a farmer will farm the grass that the herder will feed on. Right, and let's, so let's now the herder now the should lines. be prepared to pay for that grass or mm. pay for being in that space mm. you understand so the farmer is the first beneficiary mm. yes but people don't people don't know so and then when you come if when you look at a ranch a ranch is mm. like a school 
every other thing is brought into that place. But if if, if we begin to look at a, a means of collaborating between farmers and elders, now we come to the roundtable and we, we discuss the maths, you know, uh, as far what, how each benefits from it. That will go a long way. Yeah, that, that is where the government comes in. So you have, when you have ethnic profiling, people now start saying, I won't, I won't give my land. I wouldn't know they, they should they should go and uh, use their own money, mm-hmm. you know, because government did not pay for my shop. Is there anything that government has not done? Let me ask you one question. Since you were born, all of you are all young here. You've been hearing about fertilizer. You've been hearing about tractors. How many of it was given to the flying man? Is he not a farmer too? All right, let's open the phone lines. Let's hear your reaction this morning, dealing with these weighty issues this morning. And also, let's not forget that the Senate has set the tone for this discussion uh, when they resumed plenary last week. And one of the foremost matters sponsored by 107 senators is the bill titled General Insecurity. And we saw a heated debate on the floor of the Senate. And we also saw what happened in Ibadan over the weekend. We saw visuals of what happened in the Southeast. Are you, as a Nigerian, satisfied with the level of debate that was had on the floor of the Senate. Uh, that we have insecurity all over. We have insecurity globally. Uh, but the conversation around this issue, of course, helps us to douse some of these tensions. Do governors have responsibilities to states? How do you feel when you hear the average Nigerian say uh, that uh, the primary duty of government is to protect lives and properties, yet the mood and the reality is different? Let's talk this morning. 0905 Hello and good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Good morning. My name is Richard Ibita, calling from Chitimwada. You're welcome, Richard Ibita. Go ahead. Indeed, uh, Nigerians are in a, in a great problem as we have the issue of insecurity. But the most important thing we must understand. Hello, Richard. Are you with us? All right. Do not forget, you can also connect with us on our feedback handles on Facebook. It's www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Instagram and Twitter at JFM Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, this is Dauda Kabon. Dauda, you're welcome to the show. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to just contribute to what that guest is saying. I totally disagree with him. Why I say I totally disagree with it is other. You can define what is other means, and you can define what is Fulani advance means. Because the Fulani one is a man that stays in the city. cattle. That if he is wearing a cattle, he is terrorizing people. What would you call that kind of people? If you want break of a body or whatever they call their name, and if you check out of 195 are just full of names. Like that. Your line isn't clear. I'm sorry if you can't do call us back. We can't really get the best of what you're trying to contribute at the moment. 090-556 in four places, 99 and 090-988-48848. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Let's talk. Yeah, my name is Desmond from Daddy Go ahead, Mr. Desmond, in a minute, please. Please, I disagree. I very well disagree with your guest today. Please, can I ask you, where is he from? Um, just go ahead and make your contribution. No, no because he, 
because he's like going bias. It's like everything. Why do you saying, think he's biased? Just you know, um, address your concern. Can't you see that the whole Nigeria is on fire right now? Seriously, and sitting there talking everything negative. I seriously expect you to understand. Well, give us some facts if you have any. Come on. Hello. Let's not be emotional while we make our contributions. Let's contribute factually and let's also proffer solutions. It's be not objective all as well. about uh, lamentations. Let's have objective uh, conversation right here. Zero nine zero five five six and four places nine nine. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Go right ahead. Thank you. This is Andre Awari You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I, I think you are discussing a very important issue and I really appreciate the debate in the house. Um, what I want to say here is that um, this country, we need so much players and I think the step that has already been taken by our leaders towards ensuring that okay, we, we have the much needed security in our country. I really, really appreciate that. And I pray that, okay, we, the poor masses, we are going to join hands together and pray towards realizing this dream. Mm. Thank you. All right, thank you. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Your name and your concern. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Junction. You're welcome, Sadiq. Actually, uh, I want to comment your guest, Thalys, uh, Thalys Abdesalam, and he's a person that whoever is listening to radio, he's not his analysis. He always tell the truth. He's not biased. And if we Nigerians have to understand what is our problem, it's we, we are the problem. Because, like, for example, this issue of planting, we have had that when the federal government come out with the Ruga statement, a lot of states have been saying that they don't want it, they don't want it. Due because of that, they are not flying or because they are not rearing cows. But the problem is that if we check this ranching, it's just for every animal was body. Either it's pig, either it's any kind of animal you can do that. But now that we are having problem is that now we did not have justice when it comes to crime because we have had the problem when the flying uh, cattle have been roasted for a very long time. And everybody that knows flying, if you keep something in his mind, you have to retaliate no matter how long the thing has taken. Mm-hmm. And the state government also are even contributing to, to this problem because when we check in this for you, uh, this thing, we are talking about the flying, and now the problem we said is affecting the answer. The people that are not even going there, and when the people are not even helping uh, uh, farmers and they are even settling cows, they have they been chased away. And in that uh, region, even you are a plateau, so they are looking at you as a, as a house. So let me, let me ask you a question now. Sadiq, you yes. said something important. You said, you know, the Fulani, once they put something in their mind, they never forget. So will this problem ever come to an end? Because, I mean, they may just never forget and never forgive, as you have, yes. said, as you have stated. Yes. That's what we call the justice. That's the usual amount of government to be giving justice to everybody. Because if something has happened and justice has happened, mm. there is nobody that is selling justice or selling police like the Fulani man. If you if you are the Fulani man and take him to the police, you can spend almost all his work done for him to be free from the uh, judicial arm of government. But if there is no justice, that's why they will not put it in their mind. You see, if justice is not there, then that's where the problem comes up. And we are not supporting what is happening, but justice should be done to everything, every crime that happens. Every crime indeed. Thank you so much, Sadiq. We appreciate your input this morning. Hello and good morning. 
Hello, good morning. Thank good you for joining us. Emeka, go right ahead, please. Emeka, I'm calling from Tamino. Go ahead. Well, I want Nigerians to try to understand what is happening in this country. Because it feels like we are not even want, we don't even want to provide solutions. Let me say this. Your guests have talked about ranching. Mm. And even before you know it, we will be having ranching in this country, even before now that we're having this problem. We'll be having ranches even before the 1970s until we our 17 ranches only in the north alone. But most of those ranches have collapsed. And your guests talked about it. I don't even get, and I want to say this. Um, you also talked about the court, which is very important. I'm uh, kind of making a suggestion. Can we even have a special court? Mm. A special court. We have a special court for to try election matters. Can we have a special court to try these headers and former mm. clashes? So at the end of the day, we see people that have been prosecuted. If a farmer kills a header, let us see the picture of that farmer in, in, in NTA news. Our newspaper headlines. If a header kills a farmer, let us see this. This country is also under police. It's a fact. Look at what happened in Shasha. For that argument to even continue, and there was no security personnel to have even come detention down. That is the same thing you find when you you go to those communities where you have head from a class. This country is under police. And that is why we are saying, what is the solution? We increase the number of police we have. We create a social court to address this issue. Then governors should educate these headers on why we should adopt ranches. That is what I expect the governors to be doing. Design a program, go to those communities, go to meet people like your guests who already have contact with these headers. Look for a way to convince these headers to buy into the idea of ranting. Whether you like it or not, that is the only solution for, for this for, for, for the situation we find ourselves. Thank Can you so much, Emeka. We appreciate your input this morning. morning. And uh, let's get back to the conversation at hand, looking at uh, insecurity, looking at the issues in the Southwest, looking at profiling and also seeking solutions, long-standing solutions. I like what uh, the last caller said. Emeka from Terminals. Emeka from Terminals. Right. I beg your pardon. We should have um, special courts uh, for, to, to try, try these matters kinds of like cases. This. All right, let's continue. Let's hear from you. Yeah, uh, there were some observations that were made earlier on when they said um, we do not know the difference between the Fulani and the Hadar. Mm. There's no tribe, there's no religion, there's no creed that does not does not have criminals. You understand? Now, so it is very important for us to get some of these things and get them very clearly. When you look at the issue of ranching, there is an immediate need for government to consider it as a policy. There were ranches in the country in the past. You understand? In fact, a lot of people do not know, but even Obudu. Mm. It's a ranch, Putukatu Ranch. Mm. You know, in 2013, I had the privilege of traveling from Port Harcourt, you know, to Saudi Arabia. And then we had Fulanis from Cross River that do not know anything about the North. In fact, in Saudi Arabia, I remember as, as, as this same Asari Dokubo, he was the leader of the uh, uh, Southwest delegation, you know, of um, the pilgrims. And then he will wake up and they say, Silas, your brother don't lose. You understand? Mm. And I could not relate to this full animal. Mm. He, he had the marks, everything, you know. Mm. He's even his full, full days adulterated. Mm. He doesn't know anywhere in the north. He has lived in that Obudukatu ranch all his life. Even when you ap- approach the, the ranch now, he's a bull. That is their symbol. So these ranches are possible. What we are saying mm. today, if, if they, because we did allow it um, first half along, so now 
it has become uh, hydra-headed. You know, the big security has come in and so on and so forth. If they say we're under-policed, of course, what is the United Nations um, recommendation? You know, we're supposed to have a standing army of 2% of our population. Do we have 2 million uh, military? We have only about 162,000 uh, soldiers in the, in the country. Uh, the, the DSS, DIA, 5,000, Nigerian Air Force, 15,000, Nigerian Navy, 20,000, mm. Nigerian Police, 370,000, half are with the politicians. Nigerian Immigration, you know, about 21,000, Nigerian Prison, 27,000, all put together, you know, does not even give us that 2%. <laughs> You understand? So we're under police, no doubt about it. And then the government has failed in that aspect because the recruitment and so on and so forth is supposed to be ongoing, just the way our numbers increase in the mm-hmm. in the country. Now, it is far from me trying to actually justify, you know, any form of criminality related to the flani, you know. But what we're saying is, when you highlight it from 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 the the negative aspect, and then it is clearly seen as ethnic profiling. It has a multiplier effect, just like what you're having now. Somebody just called and mentioned, if as long as you're from the north, you're not affected. Because a full animal has been identified. Now, by the time you're doing that identification and that ethnic profiling, you forget that the people who actually consume this information might not be as enlightened as you. And then now, automatically, a Platuman gets the same treatment, a Bauchuman gets the same treatment, a Kogiman gets the same treatment. That is the danger in ethnic profiling. Okay, yeah. um, there's still this angle. Um what do you say to those i mean who say that okay don't worry just just go on Let me okay let's, let's just look at the way the southward governors have handled this mm. matter as some people are saying that dialogue we've seen dialogue used over and over again and we still get back to the same problem how sustainable is you know how they've handled and managed the open grazing issue now this open grazing issue one there must be some form of government policy. When you now say, bring the header, bring the farmer. Now, uh, let them know the advantages. You understand? Let the farmer know. You know let the, 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 the person who is going to till the land know that I stand to benefit from this ranch. Let me reveal one very funny fact for you here. This Toro local government you're seeing in Bauchi mm-hmm. is bigger than the entire northeast, uh, south, south, southeast of Nigeria. There's only one state only one state in the southeast that has land mass as much as just Toro local government here, and that is Enugu State. That's interesting. Mm. So when you say we don't have land, you keep wondering. You can, this grass we're talking about, how do they do it in, in Brazil? It is planted. A farmer here in, 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 in Nigeria is giving improved seedling. Right? Better, better, the, the uh, what does it call the uh, fertilizer and the rest. Same thing with the grass. There's, except we, now we have carpet grass in our in our, uh, b- b- sporting facilities. These things are available. The land is there. There's, there's a, some certain level of laziness on the part of government, you know, in the north. 
these are things you can you can you can you 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 can address and address it permanently if it comes first as a policy as a law every every herder not necessarily a flani anybody who is involved in animal husbandry knows that you can only do that you know within a ranch first as a law then as a policy the gov every state government looks at available lands you know and then when you say ranch is just about as if it's a canal you're providing a cage for your dog that's what it means and then everything is provided in that cage mm. uh, well how does the, the the dog you know finds convenience is there enough air there what does he eat inside the cage that is basically it so a school is provided the teacher and the rest are necessarily not not full and is so that they don't go out and then the security is the first and foremost advantage because you can't come into the ranch with your ak-47 or whatever so the criminal is outside and then the real header is there you now distinguish between yeah the two you know the veterinary doctor does not necessarily have to be a full animal so if you want pomo you want anything you go to the ranch to go and buy it you know the, the cows you're buying here the pigs the dogs are healthier the laziness of we say the northern governors in not being the ones to have championed this early yeah that's why we talked about the law we talked mm. about the, the policy yes. you understand okay, but, i just gave you an example total local now. government is bigger than every land space you have in every so state in the south the northern governors are saying to the to the herders come back home what solution do they have for them what do they have on the ground because because you see it is not and how an, are they sure who is coming back home it's not enough yeah you see when they come back home definitely there has to be profiling hmm. you understand and then when they come back home where exactly are they good they have to now wake up all this uh, state emergency management agencies you know and then start the the process of engagement okay and i wanted to say again that if government gives um crop farmers um fertilizers they give them the fertilizers to farm on their own farms not yes. to go to other parts of the country to start farming so i mean that makes some kind of difference no what, what, what we're saying here is when the farmer farms steals mm. farms and harvests he doesn't give it to the government mm. but he does enjoy subsidy from the government mm. via improved seedling so via subsidy in fertilizer yeah, so, so when you said it would be okay for herders now yeah the, the subsidy there that's why because i said law mm, policy you understand and then when the location is provided you understand the head up also knows that i am going to pay for the services i get in this place he, does, does he get vaccine for free? No, he buys it. No you understand? Problem. That's, that's another when issue went, here uh -huh. now. When we look at the Fulani umbrella bodies like Mieti Allah, like the Gan Allah, uh, they've also claimed responsibility sometimes for many of these crimes we see in Southern Kaduna, we see in Platt, we see in Benue, because we've seen El Rufai identify and even pay some of them in some countries in Sub-Saharan region. So what do you say to Mark this? Ban and the rest of them, are yes. all, they're all associations. Mm. They did. They, 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 Are they it, not the voice of uh, the the Fulani people? They, 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 the government gave them that status. They are not. Okay, There's full help of full bar. Let me look at you. See, like the lami, the lami. Anytime you hear them speak on our behalf, yeah, because of the illiteracy. Now, how do you hear the Fulani man outside Magban? You understand? Magban is not an authority that will come out and say whatever it is we say. Look, 
What Map Banners and Association is supposed to be doing is supposed to now look at, oh, how do we crossbreed this thing? Let, let us add some value to, to members of our association. You understand? I think uh, there, are, there are certain aspects that we have taken. It's just like the Oboe of Lagos or the Oni of Ife mm. might not say anything, but you might find OPC on the, on the highway causing some havoc. So sometimes this cultural association, this step, you know, beyond their 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 bounds uh, to 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 send to send some negative message. Every every tribe in Nigeria, every ethnic group, I'm telling you, has a militia. Hmm. Right. We All just right, don't so want to accept question it. Still, is who are those doing the killings? As no one is ever arrested, and people no longer trust government. Well, security and uh, judiciary. They all have a role to play in there too. Because you see, just like in drugs, I give you an example. Somebody will now, the police might take you to an area court or magistrate court, you know, to prosecute for, for drug offenses. You understand? It's, it's just a gimmick because it is only a federal high court that can entertain drug issues. So automatically, the, even the process has, has been flawed just by that single action. So tomorrow that drug dealer will be on the street and you'll be wondering what happened. Once Smart lawyer will just come and say you don't have jurisdiction to entertain this case. All right, the proliferation of small arms in large quantities. Another dangerous aspect is a security and humanitarian issue as it worsens conflicts that result in high death toll directly uh, from uh, from their use, and this will continue to have serious implications on the country. It is very important you take this, and it's very it's key here. Mm. All the contraband and all the illegal. Uh, items confiscated in Nigeria we see being destroyed. We never see confiscated arms being destroyed. Mm. They find a way, you know, by by some corrupt practice, and they find a way of going back. So the Amora, the Amora will be will be you know, stinking millionaire. He'll be wondering mm. maybe he's just a sergeant or an inspector. They really need to you investigate know, a, yeah, yeah they have to destroy it. All the confiscated no arms must be so they during, must be destroyed in the open. Let us see during it. During Tuesday's plenary session, federal lawmakers proposing the amendment uh, to to firearms act, which is intended to provide for the destruction of firearms brought illegally into the country. It also offers stiffer penalty for illegal possession of firearms. Now, could this amendment help Nigeria address its uh, unending security challenges? And also, legislatures propose uh, different laws to address the spread of small arms and light weapons in the country. Uh, Governments also can control the accumulation and prevent the abuse through effective regulation, targeting the control of legal and illegal sources of small arms and light weapons. And uh, with that being said, let's head now to our feedback handle on Facebook. Matsana Majema says, good morning, GFM family and the Let's Talk crew. Uh, thanks for the good job. Even though I'm away from town for a life assignment, uh, my house is j On the issue of insecurity happening in Nigeria, especially the southwest part of the country, I think our fellow Yoruba people should note that Nigeria is one indivisible nation that's bound for many tribes and cultures. They shouldn't sectionalize our dear country. I urge them to live in peace with everyone, irrespective of tribe, culture, because we need ourselves to live. House of Fulani people needs the Yoruba people. Yoruba needs the Igbo. 
and so on. Uh, we need each other to function physically, socially, and emotionally. Uh, Nandom, we have said ethnic conflict arise if ethnic groups compete for the same goal, notably power and access to resources or territory. Violent conflict is caused mainly by social and political system that lead to inequality and grievances and do not offer options for the peaceful expression of differences. As for the good of Nigerian people that we are, we should know better. God bless Nigeria. I have another one from Oladimir Falasha. They says, good morning. Uh, this government should please look at the insecurity because it is dividing Nigeria uh, the more. It is important for Nigeria to be safe, uh, less obey, and con- continue to live together in peace from Mrs. Falasha Day, Olasco Furniture, Oshi. And Nambao Pampe says that the government gives the farmer seed and fertilizer. Are the farmers not paying for the seed? What of the other farmers that rear birds, pig, and the rest? Is government going to get all, all of them ranches and the likes to keep their animals. Um, Ms. Weeb, Mom Godfrey said state governors should take responsibility and stop waiting on the federal government. All right. This is what we have for you in the offing this midweek, this Wednesday morning on the morning, Jay. And uh, we say thank you very much for spending your time and your expertise with us, Comrade Salis Mohammed Abdul Salam, the CEO, Face of Peace Global, Displaced Women and Children Foundation, Convener Movement for the Rights of Al Majuri Child. My pleasure, my pleasure, and my pleasure again thank all you the so time. Much. All right, thank you all for dropping your comments and your calls. We'll do this again tomorrow. Keep a date with us. Up next, well, the news will be coming up at the top of the hour of 10 and the media show with Ogit Boigbo. Have a corona free Wednesday. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.